Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to assure you that there will be a happy ending. The amazing thing about God is he takes tragic circumstances and produces triumphant outcomes by his power alone. So if you're going through a discouraging, ugly situation today, expect God to bring something beautiful out of it that will leave you rejoicing in his faithfulness. Welcome to this year Wednesday, October 7th, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. It's Deanna Hobbs here, bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever on this rainy 58 degree morning in Buffalo. The sky is overcast, but the sun, the S-O-N, is always shining in our hearts. And I am just excited about Jesus and our global Daily Cup community and how God is adding souls to the kingdom and growing us in the things of God together. How are you? How are you doing? Are you encouraged in your spirit? I pray so. But if you're not, you're in the right place at the right time to receive a word from God. I still can't get the unedited series out of my spirit, Daily Cut family, and the testimonies are still pouring in, and God is amazing and faithful. By the way, I did not mention it before, but the Reflections Guide for days 7 through 14 of the unedited series is available as a free download at yourdailycupofinspiration.com. Right there on the homepage, you can download it, and it has an overview of the lesson from each day of the second half of the unedited podcast series with questions and reflections to help you go deeper. Days one through five reflections are there as well. The ministry received an awesome praise report from Rachel in Kingston, New York, and she wrote into the ministry and said this, I was doing drugs a year ago and overdosed on heroin. That overdose woke me up and made me realize I could really die from addiction. I am currently in a faith-based drug rehabilitation program where God is putting me together again. I hope this message reaches you, Deanna, so you can know that your unedited series helped me open up for the first time about the issue that led me to drugs in the first place, a hidden rape by a family member. When I got that off me, a weight fell off and I know I will recover successfully. Thank you for your ministry, for your openness, for letting God use your pain to heal my brokenness and pain. God bless. Oh my glory to the great name of God. I am done. I don't know whether to cry or run or shout. God is faithful. Thank you, Rachel, for sharing this praise report. And we are all praying for your increased strength on your recovery journey. Can we get a praise break for Rachel? Powerful and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity. 
All right, my heart is full already. Let's begin today's inspiration with a prayer. God, thank you for your faithfulness and for sending this person to press play. I believe there is a word they need to hear from you. Please use me as you see fit. I am available and wholly submitted to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So in 1999, my husband Kenya and I welcomed our first child, our daughter Kyla. I remember bringing her home all swaddled up and feeling like she was just the greatest gift heaven ever gave us. Those fat chocolate cheeks and big old eyes melted me. And I felt this way with each of our four children, you know, Kaya, then Kadar, and finally our youngest son, Caleb. It was always equally special to welcome a new baby into our family. Because I come from a big family where there are seven boys and seven girls, and I saw my mother giving birth into her 40s. So this made changing diapers and taking care of children normal and commonplace for me as a teenager. So when I got married and became a mom, even though I felt some obvious anxiety like most new mothers do, I was pretty comfortable and confident in my role. I felt like I had found my sweet spot in life. A house full of children was the dream for me. When we first got married, in fact, Kenya and I said we wanted eight children because we both come from big families. Well, we made it halfway there. Four is perfect. We're good with that. But as the Hobbs kids went from infant to toddler stages, I sort of rolled with the punches. I never really minded all the noise and their shenanigans and the typical mischief tots get into. They were funny to me and gave me endless joy. And again, I think because I grew up around lots of children and that was the foundation in my parents' house, it bled over into my marriage and my motherhood journey. So last year, after my mini stroke and brain trauma, when I came back home, I was different. And the things that felt natural for me before all felt a lot more difficult, labored, and confusing. And everything didn't just come effortlessly. My problem-solving skills were diminished and my ability to handle stress went way down. So helping to manage the household and being the mom with the answers and the patience and the confidence to roll with everything and do it all pretty much vanished. And I was left to work with a small fraction of what I used to have. And I told you in the unedited series, sometimes I just feel so ill-equipped now, like I don't know what to say. Did I handle that right? Did I give good advice? Was I there for them? Or with lower capacity to handle stress, if I'm feeling stressed or pushed to the limit, I need way more time to regroup and figure some stuff out before I can re-engage and feel effective in my role. I am still not used to that. But anyway, in my situation, brain trauma has changed my emotional and personality profile. So I remember reading some information I'd gotten from the Stroke Association to help me adapt and adjust to this new normal, right? And the document I was reading was specifically about emotional changes from brain trauma. And oh my goodness, it felt like my own diary. Only I didn't write it. And a total stranger seemed to have hijacked and compiled the details of my life and personal struggles and put them concisely into this information packet. It was weird to see myself as a quote unquote type or as a typical case or to be lumped into a general category where certain things about me like my emotional state, behaviors, attitudes and actions could be predicted. 
You know what I mean? Like, man, this is really what I'm dealing with. Some of the things that were spot on for me were like struggling with anxiety, having trouble controlling your emotions, having difficulty concentrating or getting tired very easily, feeling irritable, avoiding things you would normally do, like connecting with friends. This is straight from this sheet, by the way, but it is on point. And I recall reading this sheet and feeling sad because I felt like, man, I've been reduced to a group of symptoms, challenges, and struggles, and I felt defined by my limitations, and that made me sad. And I remember praying that morning when I was reading this sheet and saying, God, these may be my symptoms, but this is not the whole of who I am. These may be some of my issues and struggles, but I know that your power is greater. I don't want to be defined by my issues. I prayed that prayer. When I got sad that morning, you know what I did? You probably know. I opened the Bible. You know me. I needed some help, saints. (laughs) I said, help me, Jesus. And God led me to Isaiah 38 and had me read one of the saddest poems that exists in scriptures. And I was thinking, is this supposed to help me, God? This is making me sort of feel worse. Maybe I need to go to another chapter. Have you ever opened up scripture looking for encouragement in a hard time and your Bible fell to a passage like, and I will punish you, saith the Lord. (laughs) And you're like, no, this is not what I need right now. So I kind of felt like that, but I knew it was the Lord leading me. So despite it being a really, really, really dark, gloomy, macabre, sad poem, I kept on reading. And then I discovered that this poem only started out sad. It didn't end that way. And it happened to be written by the righteous king Hezekiah, king of Judah, after Isaiah the prophet came and told him he was terminally ill and he wasn't going to get better. And then Hezekiah prayed and God added 15 years to his life and told Hezekiah that the Assyrians, the enemies of Judah, would be defeated. So God turned his situation around in response to his prayers. I was like, okay, okay, God, I see you're helping me. I can't read the whole poem here, but let's read some of the sad beginning of this poem together. And I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Hezekiah wrote this. I said, in the prime of my life, must I now enter the place of the dead? Am I to be robbed of the rest of my years? I said, never again will I see the Lord God while still in the land of the living. Never again will I see my friends or be with those who live in this world. I mean, goodness, it was so sad, right? So God shifted things for Hezekiah and turned that bitter sadness into overwhelming joy. And so then Hezekiah wrote in his poem that started out sad, but had a happy ending. He said, only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Think of it. The Lord is ready to heal me. I will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. So there's the shift in his poem that got better at the end. But the sad part of Hezekiah's poem I can relate to because he wrote that to give voice to the pain that he felt when he thought his condition wouldn't change. And Hezekiah wasn't just pessimistic. 
He had received a word of prophecy saying he was going to die. It looked like it was over. But instead of just accepting that diagnosis, even though Hezekiah didn't deny that he was sick and didn't pretend like nothing was going on in his body, he knew he was terminally ill. But despite knowing that, he prayed anyway. Because Hezekiah knew something. He knew that two things can be true at the same time. It can be true that the negative facts about your situation are accurate. And it can be simultaneously true that the prayer of faith can change negative facts. It can be true that your condition or situation is irreversible. And it can be simultaneously true that God's power can still reverse it. It can be true that the situation is impossible for man. And it's simultaneously true that with God, all things are possible. And at any point, God is able to step into the events of your life and turn a tragic beginning into a happy ending. I just believe God. Think about 1 Samuel 1 and 6. Scripture says that the Lord closed Hannah's womb and she was barren, but Hannah prayed to the Lord and the same God who closed her womb opened her womb. Hannah gave birth to a mighty prophet named Samuel, whose name means heard of God. I just believe that God wants to remind us today that he hears our prayers. He's attentive to our cries and something happens when we get to praying. God loves it when we call on his name and trust him to do the impossible. He delights in it when we lay out the facts, when we list out the issues, when we name the problems, but then say, God, I know nothing is impossible for you. Here are the facts but your power is greater and my issues don't get the final say. They don't have the authority or power. All authority belongs to the Lord. You see, something shifts when we refuse to accept that the way things are now are the way things always have to be. I wonder if I've got any prayer warriors listening. Pray for a happy ending. Pray for a supernatural reversal. Pray for a shift in your circumstances. Pray for God to do what only he can. Pray for a turnaround. He is the same Jesus who got me up out of my bed of affliction last year when my brain wasn't functioning and none of the limbs on my left side were working when my strength was all gone and I couldn't do anything on my own. Oh, but there was something I could do in the hospital. So I did what I could do and I prayed. And when my arm and my leg wasn't working, my faith was and by faith with only only negative facts staring back at me, I got up out of that bed and the power of God hit me and restored my ability to walk. Bless the name of God. I could shout right now. And I don't believe for a minute that God is through with me yet. And even though my brain doesn't work the same, God still works the same. He works the way he always has. So keep on praying, keep on believing, keep on confessing his promises and expect that happy ending. Now hear this, whatever the situation and whatever the outcome, you can't help but have a happy ending. And I'll tell you why. According to Psalm 146 and 5 in the King James Version, which is what I'm stirring into your cup of inspiration, it says, happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help 
whose hope is in the Lord his God. As you drink down the contents of your cup, praise God that your happy ending is inevitable, not because of what the situation looks like and not because of any particular outcome, but because your hope is in the Lord, the Lord who is faithful, the Lord who gives peace, the Lord who gives comfort, the Lord who overrides bad reports, the Lord who is a keeper, the Lord who is a sustainer, the Lord who is a comfort in affliction, the Lord who is a present help, and the Lord for whom nothing is impossible. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. I don't know what they may be facing today, but thank you for sending this word to let them know that you are a God that reverses negative reports, shifts things in our favor and changes a negative impact into a positive outcome. I ask that you give this person to know that no matter what it looks like in the beginning, the end is always the same for them. They have victory through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com. Thank you.